Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Best Show Best. This is the best of the best show, the new version of the best show. And for people who don't know, the best show takes place each and every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. till midnight over at thebestshow.net. And if you uh, are new to the program, these are little bite-sized greatest hits samples of what we do every week. So check this out. And if you want more, you can listen to the full three-hour extravaganza and check it out. And if you want to support The Best Show, the way to do that is to uh, download the episodes and to give us reviews on iTunes and to tell people that the show is back and that you like it. So please check out this new episode of Best Show Bests. Best Show, you're on the air. Hi, Tom. This is Tim in West Hollywood. Tim in West Hollywood. What's up, Tim? Got two for the topic. For the topic of the worst fictional characters of all time. Well, who do you have? Uh, first up is the Can You Hear Me Now guy from the Variety No, that, 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 that's... No. Come on. No? No. Uh, the second one is uh, Mater the Tow Truck from Cars. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy's Pixar character. Yeah, I didn't see that movie. Cars? I didn't see all that right. one. Is that it? All right, thanks. I'm being told. I'm being told to go to the hotline to uh, disregard these uh, regular folk, the uh, lunch pail crowd, the ham and eggers. I'm being told that they can take a back seat to this person who's on the hotline now. I'm being told. Hello. Hello. I'm being told that right on the hotline we have the d- director. For the uh, number one movie uh, uh, in the in the on the planet, uh, uh, Ant Man. Tom, Tom, can you hear me? Tom, I can. can. You hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's Peyton Reed calling in. I don't know if you're direct to the number one movie of the uh, that's out in in uh, the world basically right now. Can you yeah, hear me? I can. It's the director of Ant Man, Peyton Reed. How are you? I'm good. If if, um, if my phone cuts out, it's because I'm on a really uh, remote uh, part of, of uh, the Hawaiian Isles right now. Okay. So, uh, yeah. All right. All right. Hey, hang on. Can you hang on one second, Tom? Yeah, sure. Sure, one I can. And then some, uh, if, uh, like some chips and guacamole, and maybe some of, if you have any sort of like, uh, do you have some local dishes that I might enjoy? I, I love. That's great. Thank you so much. Hey, Tom. I love Sorry how, I love how, to you, 
you're throwing chips and guacamole around as if as if no one else can get their hands on that. You have to go to Hawaii to get your hands on chips and guacamole. Okay, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I I, I think uh, that they uh, they were invented in Hawaii. Uh, well, uh, I so. look. Well, uh, the research team will look into that. We'll get some answers. Yeah. First of all, Peyton Reed, congratulations to you. Thank you, Tom. For getting Ant-Man, Marvel's Ant-Man, uh, all the way to to being done and to being great. Thank you, Tom. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, for those listeners out there who don't know me, I, I'm really not uh, ordering uh, rock and roll. That, that, was, that was just a bit. I, that was just a thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, is that... I thought I could try. You know, I, I read when I was a kid that... <laughs> Spielberg and Lucas used a vacation in Hawaii after a movie, and um, uh-huh. and it just seemed like the cool thing to to do or say. I apologize for that. No, that's all. That's all right. I think everybody still realizes you're a, you're a humble a humble guy. Uh, they they realize you're. Uh... Hang, can you hang on one quick second? Hold on one second. Okay. I, I had uh, I'd ask for two pina coladas. No, no, just for myself. Two, just two. That's one. That's two. Hey, sorry about that. This is terrible. Now, Ant-Man, Marvel's Ant-Man, Peyton, can, uh, can you tell us uh, about, when did, when did you, because you were not. Hawaiian, is this Hawaiian chips? This is, guacamole? Is this, is this, I'd ask a local Hawaiian guacamole. There is such a thing. There is such a thing. Ma'am, can I, I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry, Tom. Now that, so that's, sorry, a, that's all right. That's all right. And when you did the yeah. Ant Man, right? Ant Man, I did. Yeah, it started like a year ago, right? You came on pretty, uh, pretty late in the game. That's correct. And uh, what is it like to jump on a uh, uh, something moving that's already moving at that point? Oh, it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> it's it, really fun. Is it good for uh, your health? It's good for your health. You just, you know, you you, you dive right into the thing. There's no there's no waiting around and and sort of. Uh, there's no downtime. There's, there's zero leisure time. You just dive right into it. Um, but yes, I, I came into the movie um, after uh, another director had left the movie. Mm-hmm. Not an ideal way to come into a movie, but uh, I have to say I had a blast doing the movie. It was it was a really amazing experience, and and really got to get in there. And you know, I didn't know for sure what it was going to be like working at Marvel, but I loved it because. They really, they really gave me a lot of latitude in, in uh, making changes to the movie and really making it our own. And uh, Adam McKay, who I believe you know, yes. uh, and Paul Rudd, who you also know, yes. uh, McKay and Rudd came on to do the rewrites of the script as I came on to direct. So uh, we really, uh, th- those guys holed up in a room and started, you know, just working night and day on the script. And uh, I joined them for some of it and then immediately went to Georgia and started prepping the movie. Yeah, and if you you filmed it down in Georgia, and it's like that's like the the film capital of America now. It has become that. Yeah, it's uh, you know there's this thing where you know every so often, every couple of years, a new state has a tax incentive, and uh, not only does Georgia apparently have a really good tax incentive, but they've just built this amazing Pinewood Studios Atlanta down mm-hmm. there, and we were actually the first movie to shoot there, and they. The stages are amazing. I mean, it really is. We were the first ones there, so it, it really felt like they had just taken the wrapping paper off the stages. It was great. Now, now, when you're down there also, because you are a southern guy, I guess for you it's like you get to 
now put that 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 white suit on now you get to be back at home right like Wait, the, the white suit are you saying that i just did i directed in a white suit because i was in the south well like you get it's just to be more like in touch with who you are you get to put the white suit on with well, the I'm, black tie right yeah, no, no, i'm not i'm not colonel sanders i i didn't i just kind of wore whatever i would normally wear to uh that's not how I thought. That's how you directed. Like that was your version of Alfred Hitchcock, was that you would wear your, your your white, Colonel Sanders oh, suit. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think uh, I did wear a seersucker suit uh, with with white bucks uh, every day that I directed. Yes, uh-huh. that must be what you're talking about. Yes. Now Peyton Reed, director of Marvel's Ant Man. Tell, tell, tell me this. There, there's a thing that that's been a secret uh, uh, history of the best show with you, going way back to the beginning of the best show. That no one, it's never been acknowledged publicly. I don't think has it. Uh, I certainly have never acknowledged it publicly. Have you ever spoken about this? No, I haven't. Uh, are we actually going to speak about this now? Is this Should we? Happen? We might as well. All right, so let's let, let's go back. The year must have been what was it, nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine? No, probably would have been more like two thousand, uh, late two thousand, oh, early right. two thousand one. You're exactly right. Yes, I remember now. Um, do you want me to set it up? Sure. Why don't you set it up? You set it up. All right. Well, okay. So uh, there had been a movie that had come out. Uh, called Star Wars The Phantom Menace, the first of the prequel movies. Um, there was a huge, as you remember, huge build-up to the movie coming out. Uh, people went out of their minds. Then people went and saw the movie, and, and I think it's safe to say that we're, the, the, the majority of the audience might have been a little disappointed in the movie, but it didn't keep them from being rabid about Star Wars. In some ways, it only increased it, because then it was, it was all this conjecture about what was going to happen in the, in the later movies. Um, I think it was after, was it, was it after Phantom Menace or was it after the second one? It was after, it was after, I think it was, I think it was after Phantom Menace, but the second one hadn't come out yet. That's right. Uh, so we, there was all this conjecture about, I don't think the title had been announced. No. The second one, is that right? Yeah. So, um. So you called in. I called into your show and I, uh. I told you that I, or I told the audience that I was a disgruntled former employee at Lucasfilm. I was really pissed off because I left Lucasfilm under some very uh, difficult uh, circumstances, and I was going to share with the world all the secrets I knew about the upcoming yeah. Star Wars. The movie. star, you were the Star Wars insider. I think yeah. was what you had been referred to as. That's and, right. And you started saying all these things about what was going to happen in episode two, if I remember, I think is what it was. That, yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, I was, uh, I spilled some big, some of the big secrets I spilled were um, currently the current cut, if it had gone to the NPA, would definitely have gotten an R rating. Yeah. They're trying now to shave it back to PG-13, but guys, this movie, uh, this movie comes at you hard. I mean, it is a... It is way, way darker. I mean, the way in the original trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, Chapter Two, the, the second of those movies went dark. This movie is gonna, this movie's gonna go darker. 
Uh, George Lucas has heard the fans, and he's just done a 180 from that first movie. It's going really, really dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I talked about the fact that there was a, a scene between uh, Anakin Skywalker and uh, and Amidala had me, whatever they were calling him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a love scene, but it was Anakin going dark, and it really... Um, it was like, it, it, it's like it, assault. Yeah, it was like a very, it was a really dark, assaultive scene. Uh, that was the one in particular that was going to maybe garner them an R rating. And then I think I even uh, said the title of this movie. It was, it was uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Veil of the Sith or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, and th- that was, and t- the funniest thing to me was that there was a point where you said a th- a phrase that made it sound like. You had the, like the code word on things because what was Star Wars? What was, because one of the movies was like the, 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 the fake title for it when, when they. Yeah, Return of the, the yeah, Return of the Jedi was the one I remember that the, uh, the shooting title was Blue Harvest. Yeah. And what was the title? What was the, the, I think the you fake said working? Something about orange something. Did you say, right? Yeah. And yeah, it was orange. Because it got a lot of traction on these Star Wars message boards, and yeah. people were just which like, is, "I think this guy's which real." Is really, my goal. Yeah, no, that really was my goal. You, if you can get traction on a Star Wars, uh, Star Wars message board, then you've you've really done it. Yeah. Then, then you're really now you're really you're on the map. Yeah, I think, and then that did. It was so funny to see that get traction, and nobody knew. No, we've never said that that was you until now. This many years later. Fifteen years later, we are now. I believe that. I believe that's what you call a revelation. Yes, that's a hot one. Now, Did you know, coming into the night show, that there was going to be a revelation like that. That full, there was going to be a full-on uh, 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 entertainment bomb dropped. Of exactly that, of that magnitude. No, I did not. Yeah. Now, um, now one it feels good, honestly, to finally get that out there and off my chest. I've been. Yes. I've been holding that secret for a long time. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that off your chest, uh, Peyton Reed, director of Marvel's Ant Man, <laughs> in theaters now. Now, one thing, the big controversy about this movie, obviously, Ant Man, is why. And this is from my community as much as anything. Uh, the uh, the fans who listen to this show want to know why uh, Scott Lang, the Paul Rudd character, did not have orange yeah. hair. The way he did in the uh, in the comic books. Okay, so is this this is a comment that you've you've been getting more than once? Has yes, someone? Yes, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty, it's uh, pretty uh, uh, all encompassing here. We uh, okay. Well, let's let's get into it. I guess I, I uh, you know let's just talk about Scott Lang with orange hair. I don't know. You know, was it was there an issue that maybe the the colorist decided to give him orange hair. I mean, I, I remember in the, you know, our movie sort of, well, our movie very loosely uses uh, Marvel premiere number 47 to steal an Ant-Man at its jumping off point. I, I don't think the Scott Lang in that issue had red hair. Well, people, so, people on this side of the street. Uh, who, who is saying? Have you actually gotten? Yes, there's a uh, what few. What do you get there on the show? Do you get mail? Do you get email? What do you get? We get, we get email. We get calls. We get tweets. We get 
uh, message board posts. It's, it's, it's pretty, there's all means of communication here. So, so you're just saying that that's a, that's a, a, a false uh, thing that he should not have had orange hair. That that's not a that's a non-issue for you guys. You did not consider Paul Rudd dyeing his hair orange. Um, no, I, I like the idea, and maybe if we're if we were fortunate enough to be able to make a sequel to Ant Man, uh, there could be we could retroactively, you know, mm-hmm. create a storyline where he had dyed his hair to sort of a Paul Rudd brown, you know, because he was a cat burglar, and if he'd been a red-haired cat burglar. The first thing you do would be dye your hair mm-hmm. like a ruddish brown. So uh, I I was really I have to I have to say I was unaware of that. If if, mm-hmm. if uh, I'd love to know who well who, I'm not who, who was sort of leading the charge on that. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe whoever whoever's uh, leading this charge got an Ant Man issue that the colorist just uh, the colors didn't really translate at the printer. Like they didn't line uh, up correctly. So you're saying you're saying it's yeah. a problem at the plant more than more than shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So it could have been a printing issue. I mean, it really could have been a printing issue. But I, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think we were ever planning to have Rudd dye his hair. Uh, all right, all right. Red. Now Ant-Man. what? Give us something. Give us something uh, that you haven't said yet about Ant Man. Give us something that something that gets the, the that makes the people's uh, wigs flip. All right, I'm going to give you something right now. You already know this, but I don't think your listeners probably know this. Uh, you, Tom Sharpling, oh. this is a double Tom Sharpling whammy. You, Tom Sharpling, gave me uh, as a housewarming gift in, I think, 1997, 1998, um, a full set of 7-Eleven Slurpee Marvel Comics cups. Do you remember this? I, I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to say... Probably my favorite housewarming gift I ever got. Uh, the, I still have the cups. You hear that, Mike? Uh, class. I'm just saying it to my uh, associate producer who thinks I'm <laughs> low class. No, no, no. This was a, this was absolutely a high class move. Yeah, thank you. And of course, uh, of course, Ant Man was on one of those cups. Your collection. I'm assuming it was a collection, and that yeah. was what made the gift so special because yeah. it, there were a lot of them, and uh, your collection went deep because there was an Ant Man one. There was. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was uh, it was a really great gift. Which yeah, they knew me at that Seven uh, Eleven. Yeah, they must have. Did you work at that Seven <laughs> Eleven? I might as well have worked there for the amount uh, of time I spent there. And so, then, uh, Tom, can we talk about uh, Lotto scene? Can I can I talk about this? Is sure. A, can I talk about a thing that, this that is, uh, we got for Ant Man. Now this is uh, this is a, th- a third bomb that's being dropped with Ant Man. 
Yeah, and this is this is the real truth bomb. This yeah. is a truth bomb. Yeah. So Tom, I think, uh, I, I think Tom's being modest. I think that's that's what's happening here. Tom actually uh, came down to Atlanta to the Pinewood Studios where we were shooting Marvel's Ant Man, mm-hmm. and not only hung out on the on the uh, Penn Technology stage for some time, but uh, we shot a scene in downtown uh, Atlanta. It was actually a montage sequence that ended up not making it into the movie, but I guarantee you it's going to be a part of the DVD and Blu-ray release. Uh, but, Tom, you had a scene with Mr. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd uh, at Scott Lang went into a uh, convenience store to purchase some lotto t- a lotto ticket, and who sold him that ticket? I did. That's right. Tom Sharpling. Uh, had a scene with Scott Lang in Marvel's Ant-Man. Now, yeah. and I have to clarify, that scene was cut... It's not in the... Because we, not theatrical. We cut, we cut, not in the theatrical. We, we cut that entire sequence because it ended up that uh, it was a point in the movie where we just decided to take that whole sequence out. It didn't really serve the story anymore, and it was uh, it was one of maybe five really quick scenes in a larger sequence that we simply cut from the movie. But it will be on the DVD and Blu-ray. So I'll be on so, the Ant-Man Blu-ray. You will be in the supplemental section on the Ant-Man DVD and Blu-ray, and I believe that that does qualify you uh, to to be nominated for a suppy for best uh, supplemental material. So I don't know who your press people are on your end, publicist or whatever, but I would get them on that suppy campaign as soon as possible. For your consideration. So, like, for your yep. consideration. Yeah. And a shot of me selling... Paul Rudd a lotto ticket. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that was some day. Cause that was fun. So that's that the fun. best Ant-Man scoop you got. That's it. Tell people about good. why, why is Garrett Morris? answer for people who don't know why Garrett Morris is in Ant-Man. Why does well, he play a cab driver in Ant-Man? There's a brief moment at the end of the, the, the first sequence where Scott Lang uses the Ant-Man suit and shrinks down. Uh, he's very quickly thrust into all these situations. He's got to react. It ends with him, you know, bulleting out a window and landing on the top of a, a car that's parked in the uh, in the Tenderloin area of San Francisco. Uh, and we cut quickly to the uh, the guy's, you know, at the wheel of the car, and it's Garrett Morris. And and I've been in screens where a couple of people have been like, "What do you want? Why is that guy from Two Broke Girls in Ant Man?" And then he doesn't really have one line, and they leave him. But the whole reason, and Tom, you know this, is that. Um, He's Technically, the, Garrett Morris is the original on-screen Ant-Man. Now, it was the small screen, not the big screen, but he, there was a uh, an SNL sketch, that's Saturday Night Live, for the uninitiated. It's also SNL, Tom, let's face it. Wow, this is, uh, you are in show business. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really, really breaking it down for your <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> yeah, um, it was, uh, was that season two? I think it was it too. So there was a there was a, a sketch where where uh, the the that where it had to do with all the the superheroes hanging out. Margot Kidder was hosting the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a sketch called Superhero Party, and yeah. John Belushi played the Hulk. And uh, who else was in that? The the the, the Flash. It mixed Marvel and DC characters. So Superman was in it. The Flash was mm-hmm. in it. Uh, and then, of course, they're all meeting and greeting, talking to each other as, as equals, and then Ant-Man shows up. 
and <laughs> the whole rest of the sketch becomes about, hey, sir, what are your powers, how all that's, and then they're just making fun of him and the entire rest of the sketch. Mm-hmm. It, so so, he, yeah, that so was, you, that was the tribute to the original Ant-Man, putting absolutely. him in the movie. That was awesome. He made as far the as cut. I was concerned, he made as far as cut. I was concerned, you could not make an Ant-Man movie and not have a Garrett Moore sure. cameo. Well, he, I, so, yeah. So he made the final cut. Greg Turkington makes the final cut. <laughs> the lotto ticket salesman, not not so essential to the thing. Although, and I've heard a lot of people say, there's like a character thing. You're just not sure why this character is Ant-Man and all that stuff. And that there should, probably should have been some sort of like lottery scene to kind of really help help flesh out. Like the who is this guy and that, but look, that's you're the director. I'm not. I was just. These are the tough decisions that 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 have to be made in the cutting room. I mean, you know, you, you've mm-hmm. heard the the, uh, the term cutting room floor. I have. Um, you were right there. I mean, you were you were right there, at ground zero on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is uh, that is a special situation to be in. Not many people have the honor, I think, of being right there. Well, it'll be you know, exciting. This this is what's going to be exciting when when Ant Man two happens, and then it'll be like, wait, who's the only person who played two different characters in both Ant Man movies? And well, then exactly. That'll be me because I'll be in a thing. I'll be like, look out, Ant Man! Right? So wait, who is it? Who's the guy who yells, "Look out, Ant Man"? Me. Okay. But I want to be. I want to be in the scene. The scene that every superhero franchise has to have where the citizens rise up to, like, show that they've got Ant-Man's back. Sure. And and then, like, the villain is, like, smashing stuff up, and there's like, hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. That's what I want to say. it's the Superman 2 scene. It's the Superman 2 scene. Hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. And then then I get, like, obliterated by, like, someone with, like, laser eyes or something. You could be on, you know, you could be on roller skates. Maybe there's a lot of wind happening. You could be on roller skates. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could or you're, backwards. Like, you're in a phone booth. You're making yeah. a really important call. Yeah. Maybe there's like a huge, you know, wind. I don't know. We'd have to figure that out in the script. Maybe you could blow the phone booth over. But you're so intent on making that call, you stay on the phone even though the whole booth you know, blows around. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you've got a toupee on. Blows the toupee off. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. There is a lot of possibilities. Now, Peyton Reed, you're on vacation. I don't want to take much more of your time here. Um, if vacation is changing baby diapers, yes, I'm on vacation. Congratulations. Seriously, look, you know I, I, um, uh, I'm lucky enough to call you f- f- friend. <laughs> and, but, yes. I am as no nobody is more excited for you than the way this has all gone for you because the movie truly is great, and it stays fun. The, you know what's funny is the movie is funny the whole time while it's exciting and and stuff. It's a good time. I was so happy that you kept the spirit of the movie from beginning to end, and it's weirdly uh, funny the whole way, and it's also in its own way the trippiest Marvel movie. It's. Uh... I like hearing that. No, I and and I think I, Tom. I think you were absolutely one of the first people I called when I got this job and when I was going to do Ant Man because you and I have talked about Marvel characters for absolutely as long as I've known you. That's that's been one of the mm-hmm. go tos that we've always had. Yeah, is Marvel. Yeah, 
It might be the only thing we have in common. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? <laughs> no, no. But seriously, I'm super proud of you, and I'm so happy the movie came out the way it did. You did a great job, and uh, everybody loves it, and they should. Well, They're right listen, to love it. Listen, uh, Ant-Man is, uh, is still in theaters, uh, and yeah. I have to say, you know, it's uh, if you're whether you're a fan of 3D or not, you know, I, I'm I'm not someone who's always loved 3D. The 3D on this movie is amazing. If you get a chance to see it in, in 3D, it's it's really awesome. Okay, I, I'm going to see just, it in 3D. I just 3D. like my movie. I'm going to see it in 3D. Now, just one thing: is this the not not that I'm? Uh, this is the one with the minions in it. No, no, that's uh, that's minions. That's uh. That's oh wait, you didn't do that one. Oh, I thought no, you did no, that no. movie. No, that's an animated. That's an animated movie. I did not. Which one did I you do? Down animation. Uh, Ant Man, the one that you've referenced uh, several times. On oh, I walked out show. of that one. I thought oh. this was. I thought you did Minions. No, nope, no, nope, I uh, I directed Ant Man. And well, if I may if ask, what, what what led you? What prompted you to walk out of the uh, out of the theater? My phone was ringing. No, okay, well, that, I loved it. And I'm going to say this. <laughs> If anybody wants to see a, a tour de force from Peyton Reed, you check out uh, on Cinema, the Oscar special, and you'll get uh, it's it's a tour de force watching you and Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington. That was uh, that was fun to do. I did I did their on Cinema Oscar special this year, and uh, Tim had a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah, he had a, basically a, a two and a half hour meltdown. Um, it was pretty. It was, it was painful to painful to watch. Yes. What does two thousand? What's next for a Peyton Reed? Well, uh, listen. Let's see what happens. I mean, if there's if we're fortunate enough to do a, a, a sequel to Ant Man, I would be way into doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, got a couple of other things in development. One, a big science fiction thing, uh, which uh, I will certainly talk to you about at a future date. Uh-huh. Uh But who knows? I'm not sure. We'll see. All what right. Happens. Well, just remember this. Hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. Can you try one more time but with a southern dialect? Just give me a southern accent. Hey, you can't do that to Ant-Man. Hey, it's weird. That voice that you just did reminds me. Uh, when Paul Rudd was on your show a few yeah. weeks back, yeah, yeah. you guys did a sort of dueling uh, imitation of Peyton Reed thing. Sure. And yeah. that voice that you just did sounded yeah. remarkably like the voice that you did mm-hmm. as me. Yeah, yeah, that was you. Hey, that was me. Hey, it's Peyton Reed. Action! <laughs> Cue the ants. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And okay. ants, ants skin. <laughs> Antion? I said Antion instead of action? Yes, because it's Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Um, Look. That's, great. that's a really good imitation. I like that. Antion! <laughs> Well, look, I'm going to let you go. Go back. Enjoy your vacation. You earned it, and uh, we will talk to you soon. All right, Tom. Thank you very much. I'll Thanks, talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. Is that Peyton Reed? See? You don't know who's going to call the best show. See that, Mike? I did a thing for it. I didn't tell anybody. I did a scene. I didn't make the cut. Almost made the cut. Weird, weird, uh, uh, weird, weird life Tom's got, huh? Weird life Tom's got. Tom's got. You turn around one day, Tom's in a, a, a Derek Jeter commercial, right? 
You ever see that, Mike? Weird. Made more money off that Derek Jeter thing, uh, and I didn't make much at all, but I got paid more than I've been ever been paid for every minute of the best show I've ever done combined. For and tip the cap. Okay. Reset. Tip the cap. And reset. Tip the cap. Okay. That's a wrap on that shot. But that sometimes life uh, don't give you what you uh, what you uh, what you want where where you're supposed to get it. Not what you can do about that, man. Look, is this show unpopular? Yeah, it is. It's wildly unpopular. Would I have been better off with the best show having been like one of these other things I hear these other shows with a hook? Yeah, I would have been better off. The show ain't got no hook, man. No hook. Right? Except for it's the best thing you ever heard. It's the only hook we got. The only hook we got. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to Best Show Best. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for uh, supervising the episodes. I want to thank Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martine Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, John Worcester, of course, and you. And once again, listen to The Best Show live each and every Tuesday night on your computer at thebestshow.net. Thanks so much. Bye.